I'm Zim, and this is the Helpful Photographer Podcast, in collaboration with New York City Photo Safari. To register for a safari, please visit NewYorkCityPhotoSafari.com. When photographers are generally asked what the optimal shutter speed is, most will tell you that 1 60th of a second is the right answer. Unfortunately, this is an oversimplification of the problem. Your shutter speed is determined by three factors, subject matter, focal length, and you. So the subject. The question is, is your subject moving or not? We're going to assume that your subject is static. In other words, it's not moving. The second part is focal length. If you're shooting a full-frame camera, your base shutter speed, at a minimum, should always be 1 over your focal length. Let's say you're shooting a 35mm lens. You would take the number 1 and put it over 35 and find the closest shutter speed to 1 over 35. But this is a little bit problematic, as I only have the shutter speeds 1 over 30 and 1 over 40. My inclination is to err a little bit on the faster side, so I would choose 1 over 40. Here's another example. If your focal length is 200 millimeters, you would put the number 1 over 200, and that would be your shutter speed, 1 200th of a second. But what if you're not shooting a full-frame camera, but are shooting a cropped sensor? In that case, you will need to account for the crop. In other words, you would need to calculate what the equivalent focal length is in full-frame. So a 35mm lens on an APS-C crop sensor is approximately 50mm full-frame so your shutter speed would be 1 over 50. Let me say that differently. If you're shooting a 35mm lens on a crop sensor, your minimum shutter speed should be about 1 over 50. The shutter speed for the same lens on a full-frame camera would be 1 over 40. By the way, all of this assumes that you are an average user. As I said earlier, the third component in determining shutter speed is you. If you are an average user, this will work fine if you're shooting a static object. If you would say that you are below average and you have a little bit of a handshake problem, you're going to need the shutter speed to be a little bit faster than this calculation. On the other hand, if you are above average and have very steady hands, then it would mean that you can afford to use a slower shutter speed. Given everything I just said, where does the standard recommendation of 1 60th of a second come from? This has been the standard recommendation since I started photography way back in the analog days. The only conclusion I can gather is that back then, almost all 35mm cameras came standard with a 50mm lens, and almost all amateur photographers only had the one lens. With an analog camera, the closest shutter speed to 1 50th of a second was either 1 60th or 1 30th of a second. And since we generally err on the faster side, 1 60th was the go-to shutter speed. There's one more thing I haven't mentioned, and that's technology. If you have great image stabilization, you can actually afford to go as much as a stop or two slower than the base calculation I just went over. Since everyone is a little bit different, you'll have to test your particular system to see what your actual capabilities are. Again, this all assumes that you're shooting a non-moving object. So what if you're shooting a moving object and want to stop the action? In that case, you need to take the motion into account as well. At a minimum, you need to shoot as fast as the action is moving. But the relative distance between the object and the camera will also make a difference as to what shutter speed you will need to stop the action. Although there are lots of basic formulas out there for what shutter speed you should use and when you should use them, 
They don't often work because unless you're in the same exact situation for which the formula was created, the formula will usually fail. You might get lucky and they might work for you under certain circumstances, but overall, they will not work 100% of the time. Consistent results? That's only going to come with a lot of practice, trial and error, and experience. Before you go out and just shoot a really fast shutter speed to ensure that everything is sharp, you have to keep in mind that there is a price to be paid for the fast shutter speed. The faster your shutter speed, the more light you will lose. As you lose light, you will need to compensate by adding more light somewhere else, like aperture or ISO. The best thing to do to compensate for this light loss is to add more light, as in actual light. Unfortunately, very often that's not possible. So the next best option is to open your aperture. But once you run out of aperture, and trust me, you're going to do that quickly, you will need to up your ISO, but that will begin to introduce more noise. So in the end, it's best to shoot at the slowest shutter speed possible while meeting your visual goals. Let me say that again, while meeting your visual goals, whether that's showing motion or stopping action. By keeping this rule of thumb, you can be sure to have the best possible aperture and ISO available to you, given your shutter speed constraints. This rule also applies if you're shooting on a tripod. Generally speaking, we don't really care how slow your shutter speed is if you're mounted on a good sturdy tripod and shooting something that is totally static. The problem is that the longer your exposure, the more likely you are to run into environmental factors, such as wind or perhaps traffic. Yes, traffic. If a car comes by, it may cause vibration in the ground, resulting in a blurry photo. You or someone else may also accidentally bump your camera. So again, shoot as fast as possible while achieving your visual goals. That's it for today. Until next time, keep on shooting.